Hi, I'm Sandra. And I'm Holly her daughter, and you're listening to a brand new episode of our podcast, Living a Hell Yes. Hell yes. Hello, Margie. Hello, Pumpkin. How are you doing? I'm good, thank you. How are you? Very well, thank you. Very good. well. As always, lovely to see you, as always. As always, likewise. Your little cutie. Oh. What are we discussing today? I have a feeling it's probably Van Gogh related, as that's all you can talk about <laughs> lately, isn't it? Well, Monday's episode, Van Gogh. Next week's <laughs> is probably Van Gogh. So so what 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 wisdom have we got today, Margie? Yes, you're right. Oh, <laughs> shock horror. <laughs> Honestly, this no, exhibition's been just... life-changing for you, hasn't it? Jeez. That was well worth no. the dollar. It's just well, it was a gift, wasn't it? Um, it's just a quote. It was a quote and it just triggered. Oh, and it's I been just... a few quotes. Uh, yeah, and I just well, exactly. And I just thought, no, you know what? These are kind of thought evoking, and um, wherever the inspiration comes, Margie, that's wherever exactly it comes, it. thank you. Right. Thank what you. are we talking about this week? Go on, okay. And if anybody wants to go to the Van Gogh immersive exhibition in London, I think it's actually finished now. So sorry about oh, that. Well, I don't know why you brought it up then. <laughs> sorry. No, in case anybody God, was that was cruel, it. wasn't it? No, oh, you guys were looking for it. Okay, moving on. Savage. Um, okay, <laughs> savage. Okay, um, this was such a such a great quote. Okay, and I just loved it. So, okay, I'll just say it. This is what Van Gogh said: "Normality is a pain for me. Comfortable to walk on." but no flowers grow there. And I just thought that was really well, true and really profound and really clear. And I just thought that really was, it's kind of how we tend to live life quite a lot. And um, yeah, I just wanted to bring it to the episode. I love that. Yes, I really do like that quote. Um, God, I feel like I know so much about Van Gogh now. <laughs> I feel like I went to the exhibition myself. Uh, <laughs> um, no, I do like that. Um, yeah, I, I agree with that sentiment for sure. Um, yeah, I'm trying to think of an example of of how that worked, how that's worked for me in the past. I think probably the biggest one for me has been um, jobs wise, um, you know, kind of when you reach that point I think people move jobs a lot more now and a lot more open to that. And um, I think there was a point in time when my first job got like that. It got a bit stagnant um, and to the point where I was really comfortable um, because I knew everything I was doing and, you know, I felt that I could do it well, but I wasn't growing anymore. I wasn't evolving anymore. Um, and then an opportunity to kind of leave, leave the business in a good way um, came up and I took it. And at the time it was during the pandemic. so it was quite a scary time to be leaving your job um, willingly because obviously lots of people um, were going through real hardships with finding jobs and, and losing their jobs. And um, I ended up basically taking voluntary redundancy. Um, and that was a real blessing for me because it was kind of like a sign. I took it as a sign from the universe that it was, it was time, time to go. Do you know what I mean? Rather than being kind of forced out prematurely and it was done in a really you know, really good way in my view, a very respectful way, which a lot of people also didn't get. But so I think it's, it was scary at the time because I was like, oh, I'm leaving my comfort zone that I've known 
you know, for a few years and I loved the people I worked with and, and enjoyed, you know, what I was doing, but I wasn't getting that same level of growth. And so, yeah, it meant that stepping out, God, I definitely then got a lot of growth for my next job. So um, you get what you ask for, I guess. But I do think that um, what he's saying is right. And I think a level of normality is good. I think for me, um, going on a bit of a rant here, sorry, Savage, but I think for me, it's if I, I like to have normality in one or two areas and then lots of growth in another. Um, for me, it can get a bit overwhelming if there's growth across the board, just constantly permanently happening, which I think is fair enough. Um, so yeah, for me, in terms of work, that was a that was a great, great move. And I think it sums up what he's saying there, basically. Uh, firstly, I, I just want to say I absolutely agree. You know, this isn't about growing in every area of our lives. You know, that, that takes us straight into panic straight into overwhelm and that's really really not what it's about you know that's uh, you know we can as humans only cope with so much at one time so um absolutely it's not about let's just change our whole lives and it's not, that's not what it's about at all but it is about you know when he's saying for instance um but no flowers grow there it's the flowers growing there that's your hell yes you know so and and your hell yes does come out of stepping out sometimes of whatever your in inverted commas normality is but if we go back to your example whole of like stepping out of you know you you took that you definitely did that really well done and and you were really um clear about that you were very clear you were ready for that you know so when that came about then just going back to his quote um what flowers would you say grew from that decision that you made which was stepping out of your so-called normality with work you know what i would actually say that i'm going to change my answer sorry oh. we're going to do a little 360 not 360 180 here yeah 180 any not good at maths but anyway um so um it's still work related but actually i think the bigger jump i made stepping out of normality was when i decided to leave my next job um, and basically left my next job with no follow up job and decided to use some of my savings to support myself um and that was very not normal in the sense that I was choosing unemployment effectively, which you're basically conditioned to think unemployment is a negative thing. And that if you're unemployed, that's bad. I was also, you know, conditioned to think that, you know, savings were there to be saved for something like a house deposit or a car or, you know, a big purchase. And you shouldn't be using them on something like paying your bills. Um, and I was also conditioned to think that you should be an employment. And so when I then went down the self-employed route, which thankfully I'd seen you do and absolutely smash. So it was a lot less scary than it could have been, but I did that for a while as well. Um, and I really enjoyed the fl flexibility it brought, but that was scary because with the flexibility, as anyone that's self-employed knows, there's usually a real element of uncertainty as well. And you're relying on other people to take up your services or, you know, get you on board for projects or whatever it may be. And if they choose not to do that, which they can, that obviously obviously has a massive, you know, negative repercussion or impact on you. So I think that was actually the biggest step out of normality for me because everything that I'd been told didn't match up with what I was doing, but I knew that I wanted a break and I, sorry, do you want to say something? 
Yeah, I just want to say that everything that Holly's saying about what she's been told and what she should do did not come from me. Yeah, by society. Um, I think the kind of, what I mean by that is like societal norms rather yeah. than mum. Mum's quite an outlier in that respect. So she was incredibly <laughs> supportive. And But so were my close people, like everyone got it. So I'm not talking about my actual, the people in my life, but I think it's more that, you know, that kind of inner voice that's been molded by society and molded by what you see around you and what people, you know, share online or whatever it may be. So yeah, I was kind of stepping away, away from that. And that felt very scary at the time. Very necessary though, because as I was saying, you know, um, just then, um, I, I knew I wanted that break and I knew I needed time to think actually which direction do I want to go in? I don't want to just operate on autopilot and I don't want to wake up in five years and have just been swept along with life. I want to actually take real ownership and control of what I'm doing and actually think what's best for me. And I couldn't do that without the headspace. And as I was so fortunate enough to have been in the position that I was able to do that and I had those savings, um, it was, it, it was kind of a no brainer emotionally, but I do think that when, you know, that part of your brain kicks in, the fear part that tries to keep you stuck and tries to keep you normal, as if we're going with the the Van Gogh quote, um, I really had to push that to the side and just say, look, shut up for a bit, because this is what I've got to do. And I have no regrets about doing that at all, because, you know, we talk about flowers, like the flowers that came from that was massive clarity over what I didn't want to be doing, which I think is really important to know what you do want to be doing um, career wise. Um, it gave me a, a, a new identity. My whole identity had been wrapped up in work. And I felt like that was always the thing that I was talking about and thinking about. And when I took that away, I had to rediscover who I was without that label, without that job title, without that salary, whatever you want to call it. I had to, you know, be able to hold a discussion about myself that wasn't centered on that, which I think a lot of us do. We just talk about our jobs and that's kind of, you know, because we spent so much time there, that's the key thing that we have to to talk about. Um, and so there were so many positives that came from that. You know, I got to meet new people. I got to try new things, new skills. I got to grow in confidence. So for me, stepping out of normality, whatever that is for you, whatever that looks like, um, it was a, a massive uh, plus and I'm so, so glad I did it for sure. Well, one of the biggest flowers I think that came from that was us doing this wonderful podcast. Oh, how could I forget that, Savage? I know. Oh, why did I add that to my... to my? But it's so true because I never would have had the time. I was no. so busy when I was at work previously, as I think we all are. And then when you're not at work, you're kind of... Um, resting from work do you know what I mean and then getting yourself ready to go back to work and god weekends are short so I would never have had the headspace or time to do that and this has obviously caused you know not only has it given us you know a reason not that we needed it but another reason to spend time together but also we've helped other people but also it's lots of self-reflection that I wouldn't have necessarily done if I hadn't been you know, knowing that we do this consistently every week. So yeah, there were just so many benefits that came from that. And I think it was, you know, stepping away from pressures about things that are external, like finances or jobs or, you know, whatever, and actually going with what felt right internally to me and being a lot more internally driven and, and focused. That was a, a real key to me to listen to my gut and to go with it. And I think that's what he's saying there as well. I think we all know the thing that we want to do. We all actually, I think, have some inkling, some inclination, even if you're not, you know, even if you don't know all the details of it, I think we all have an inkling of what we'd love to do if, but there's always an if 
and that stops us from doing it. And I think what he's basically saying there is kind of forget the if and, and go for it. If you want actually all the, the joy that that could bring, um, because you're closing yourself off to so much potential by not going for it. Yeah, I completely, absolutely agree. You know, the um, when he says normality is a pain for me, comfortable to walk on, I think we get to that point sometimes depending on how much you want to do something else or be or have or whatever, something else. Um, sometimes that comfort becomes the pain and it becomes, you know, the, the, the pain of not doing the new thing becomes greater than the pain of not doing it, actually, you know, the pain of the comfort that you're standing in. So, you know, you kind of tip the balance then where you, you have the drive to move into that thing that's outside your comfort zone. I I feel like as well, sometimes we wait for something to happen to us. Or we yeah. wait for there to be a sign. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like I mentioned signs, sign from the universe in terms of the timing when I left that first job. But, you know, I, c- I could have left previously. I didn't need to wait for a sign. But I feel like we don't give ourselves permission to just go for it. We we hold ourselves back by saying, oh, well, when this happens or when that happens or, you know, like when we had Charmaine on the podcast, if anyone hasn't listened to that episode, that was a brilliant episode. She had so much wisdom and guidance. And she was saying that it was only when she got the breast cancer diagnosis that she actually made the changes that would make her happy in her life. And her point was essentially, why did it have to take that long? Why did it have to take something so dramatic and so horrific? for her to make the changes. And I think that is what we're guilty of that a lot. We get so comfortable in that normality. We get so comfortable in our routine and on autopilot that it takes something horrendous to actually shake it up. And it's just such a shame that we wait for that, you know, because we could be taking control of our lives so much sooner, even if it's in small ways. Like my example is pretty drastic and I'm aware of that. It's not going to be everyone's experience, but even little changes, we avoid making them because they're even a tiny bit out of the comfort zone, you know? Yeah, no, I completely agree. I was just about to say that actually, I wasn't necessarily going to refer to Charmaine, but yeah, very much the whole thing of there's this, there seems to be this thing that um, it's, we're waiting for a trigger waiting for something that's pretty bad and then you know, we, we don't know we're doing that don't get me wrong but we seem to think that life will just go on and you know it'll keep going on and it's all okay until something happens and and it's that unconscious waiting for something but in the meantime while you're waiting for something you're living or actually maybe you're not living because you're just waiting and um as I think we would all agree, you know, so many people have even said that during the pandemic, you know, when we were isolated and locked down, that time just seemed to flow. Time just seemed to go so quickly. So, and that's when we're, we're kind of locked in, if you know what I mean. We, we know time goes so quickly and yet we're still waiting for that particular thing, whatever that particular thing is, um, because we stay in our comfort zone. And I think also what's really good to recognize is that we develop a new comfort zone so quickly. You know, if we can just get through that comfort gap from where you are to the thing where you want to get to, that gap in between, if you can just ride the wave of that, 
you'll actually develop a new comfort zone because you'll get used to the new way. You know, it's a bit like when people say, no, I can't do that because people around me won't like that or they'll get used to it. How many times have you got used to something new? You know, it's like when I lost weight, (laughs) this will make you laugh. When I lost, you know, those five stone or 23 kilos or whatever it was, I don't know, 20 odd years ago. Um, (laughs) When I first saw the portion size of the pasta that I could eat. um, Oh, man, I was just like, what? How, how will that ever work? I mean, I just can't ever do that. You know, that's that just... That won't work for me. I'll tell you that right <laughs> now. <laughs> um, honestly, I'm it not was compromising just, on that. Yeah, <laughs> it was just absolutely bonkers. But of course, I got used to it. Of course, I got used to it. And, you know, obviously, we're 20 decades down the line now. Um, and, you know, my eating patterns are are different, actually. They're, they're in a different way to how it was back then. Very, very healthy, but not in that way. But the fact is, you get used to it. You get used to, if you, if you do go down something uncomfortable, you will get used to it. What I'm saying is, though, you don't have to do it where it's this major step. Like as Holly said, you know, her step was pretty drastic. But it really is about listening, not waiting for that big, physical thing or something kicking off it's listening to your inner voice genuinely I mean the the reason I do the work I do is because I did read the book the top five regrets of the dying and I don't want to I want to help people get past that number one regret of living life for other people's expectations you know so that's why I do the work I do it's listening to that inner voice what is it what is it for you what are the flowers on the other side and have have the courage what small step could you take what small step could you take but don't wait for something to push you into that you know listen to that inner voice and know that if you had that inner voice if that if that's coming through that's coming through because you also have the tools and the wherewithal to follow through on it but trust that, trust that. But it does mean going beyond the, in inverted commas, normality. I think it's funny as well, because a lot of the steps we would take are usually reversible anyway. Mine wasn't reversible. Mine was quite um, severe um, in terms of leaving a job or something like that, you know, selling a home, whatever, those kind of things are moving to a new place. But even even that, you know, you move to a new place, you can always move back um, usually. Do you know what I mean? And obviously everyone's got their own um, personal situations going on. But I think a lot of those small beginning steps are reversible, yet we still don't take them. We still make excuses. We still wait around. We still wait for life to happen to us instead of actually taking it by the reins. And I just think, you know, as scary as it was for me, I felt a lot better knowing that I was actually taking some ownership and control um, instead of just waiting. I just felt like, how can I expect to be happy if I'm not doing something about it? How can I expect to get all the things I want if I don't figure out what I want? Do you know what I mean? Like it just, it doesn't, it doesn't make sense. It it just can't happen, you know? And I just feel like a lot of the times we're barriers to our own happiness and we're barriers to ourselves because we do just get used to what we're used to. Um, And we're just here for such a, like not to be too preachy, but we're just here for such a short period of time. For me personally, having known that and having witnessed how short that life can be, 
it just it, it, there's not another option but figuring out as quickly as possible and continuing to figure out as it changes what it is that I'm here for and what makes me happy being here you know um yeah. and that that's my my driver um and I just I feel a lot happier since I've done that because I feel like the place I'm at now I've chosen rather than other people having chosen or other situations having influenced I'm you know I'm where I'm at because of because of me and obviously because of you know other situations too as well as, as in people helping me and all that kind of stuff but it's decisions that I've made essentially that have led me to where I am now and I'm happy with where I am now so I think that's kind of the the message is, is, you know, don't let that normality, don't let that comfort zone, which we've spoken about before, but stop you from seeing those flowers that are on the other side. Um, and just taking those small initial first steps because you really don't know where they're going to end you up. I just want to say what a quote from Holly Cameron. We are oh, barri- sometimes now and again, <laughs> I come out with a corker. Normally it's you Savage. But I think I think this week it is let's, me. Let's let's repeat the, let's repeat the quote. Oh God! Sometimes we are barriers to our own happiness. Someone's defo said that before. That's definitely a, a, a little copyright Holly, issue Holly there. Blood. But well, I don't saying, know who said it. Well, I'm saying it's Holly Cameron. Um, but that's exactly it. And I just want to say, just following on from what you have just said, is the courage that you had to do what you did just so that people are aware of this has now led you to a wonderful place of where you are. And, you know, you are now very happy where you are. And that did, but I do want to say that also took a lot of discomfort. There was, there was a lot of uncomfortable moments there. Let's not think that it was there. There wasn't. I don't remember any of those. (laughs) I I, I I think I blocked them out. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't. Um, No, but um, true. But you know, there there was a lot of, you know, discomfort there. So we're not saying, you know, that's the whole point. You know, if it was comfortable, it would be comfortable. And and that's just it. You know, we, we don't want the discomfort, but you are not, because it's a question of growth, you are not going to get those flowers through a comfort zone. It's just not going to happen. But if you take the leap, if you soar off that cliff, if you take that step, the flowers are there for you. That's really what I wanted to say in this episode. And your flowers are your hell yes. Love that, Margie. I think that's a great place to to end. So thank you, Van Gogh, your little legend, because um, <laughs> mum's taken a lot legend. of content from you. Um, I really hope that anyone listening to this episode has enjoyed it um, and that it's made them laugh and that it's resonated with them. Mum, have you got something else to say? Yeah, and I just want to say about Van Gogh, Holly's going to get so fed up with this Van Gogh, is that I think um, if you look on my Instagram, there'll be a reel about the um, immersive experience. So if you actually want to see some of it, you can see it on my Instagram. Don't feel obliged to watch it. If you don't, I totally (laughs) understand. Um, but yes, there is. There are links in the description as to where else you can find us, including Mum's Instagram page, which I do recommend checking out. She does some great videos and some really funny reels as well. Um, so really good content there. Obviously, I am biased, but recommend it. And we will see you on Monday for a shorter Monday mini episode. But until then, we hope you have a wonderful week. Living a hell yes. Bye bye. <laughs>